Yes, it is still Smart Talk. Welcome to Smart Talk, a special holiday edition. I'm Scott Lamar. Christmas is only three days away. Hanukkah is later than usual this year. It starts on Saturday. This is our last Smart Talk before the holidays, and that means Chef Donna Marie Desfour is here to talk holiday dinner, desserts, appetizers, snacks, and beverages. Always look forward to this particular program as a nice place to have conversations about the holidays, the plans and traditions. And uh, Chef Desfour, you just said to me, and it's, and it's true. I, I feel the same way. You said this is really the start of the holiday season. It always is for me, and and you said the same thing. So I guess this, this is kind of, it's official now that uh, it is the holiday season. Holiday deliciousness starts now. And I hope that, uh, you know, that our listeners feel the same way. Although, you know, with the hustle and bustle of everything that's been going on for the past few weeks in their lives, I'm sure that uh, they probably are in the holiday spirit already. But if not, let's hope we can do it to, today. All right. What we, we do, if this is the first time you're hearing this show, is we often, you know, a lot of emphasis on food. I mean, it is Chef Donna Marie Desfour. A lot it of is. emphasis on food. <laughs> and today we were just talking, we should put some emphasis on beverages as well. Yes. But this is also a show where we'd like to hear from you. And not just about food, but, you know, food. Talk about your your favorite Christmas dinners or, uh, you know, the the meals, the food that you like at Christmas and Hanukkah, uh, all those things, desserts, uh, treats. What are your visitors like? Uh, What What do you do special? What are the parties like? What are the traditions that you hold to? And maybe some of those drinks that we were talking about. (laughs) But... um, you know, this is, you know, we're going to have a conversation over the next hour about the holidays, even if it is not about food. I'd like to hear some of your traditions and what it is you like about the holidays, the music. I just played the sleigh ride there and, you know, to get you in the mood a little bit. But 1-800-729-7532 or send an email to smarttalk at org. You can uh, go on uh, Facebook, your holiday Facebook visit. Uh, <laughs> Do you go on Facebook on Christmas Day? I'm sure I will. I, I do. I do. I feel guilty cannot, doing it. Right? I, I, I feel guilty doing it, but you know, I don't know why I feel guilty it's doing it. It's reflexive now. I guess it is. But anyway, if uh, you have something you'd like to add via Facebook, you can do that as well. 1-800-729-7532. All right, so I'm going to start off by asking your plans for the holidays, and then we're going to get into some food, okay? okay. So what are, what are you doing? I'm... Waiting for Grandma Bunny to arrive. My mom, yeah, she's... I was disappointed she wasn't here already. Well, you can blame my younger sister on that because she couldn't get up early enough to drive her up from Westchester. So I'm just saying, sister, if you're listening, really... So, um, hi, Bunny. She's in Westchester. She's coming up tomorrow. And then we'll do the eggnog party. We'll do Christmas Eve. Um, Christmas Day is very quiet. Uh, A little bit of family time. Our traditional dinner of a standing rib roast and maybe some asparagus and baked potatoes. Very simple, very elegant and easy um, real man food for the hubs. And um, and then we're having a big party the day after. Really? You know, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people a... are doing that this year because of Christmas being on a Sunday. Right. And so everybody is off on Monday. So we thought it would be really fun to invite uh, everybody and anybody uh, over for a potluck, get rid of your leftovers kind of mm. party. So in the afternoon, everybody's going to come over. I told them if they want to eat, bring your leftovers and, um, you know, we'll open up some wine and some good cheer and just celebrate the, the last before we get into New Year's. You know, I don't know if you've ever 
total audience that that's what's on the menu Christmas Day. Did you? Mm-hmm. What kind of roast? So it's a standing rib roast, roast beef. Um, we have been doing this for as long as I have known my husband, so probably um, eleven years now. It's very easy to make. You pull it out. You you know do a nice little rub of paprika, paprika, um, salt, uh, some pepper. Just rub that into the nice fat cap, you know, douse it in garlic, and then it just cooks beautifully in the oven uh, without any effort. Asparagus, quick steam or, or saute on the oven or on the stovetop, and then a baked potato in the oven, boom, done. Very little work and delicious results. Do you end up having more on the table than you would... Uh at other holiday meals. And I, I ask this question because we do. We end up having six or seven different items on the table that uh, you know we normally wouldn't have there. Probably not. Probably not this meal. Now that you say it, I, I, I've never thought about it that way. But this meal probably will have fewer items on the dinner table. But it's what happens after. It's the desserts. It's all the cookies and pastries that my husband has been freezing since probably, say, June or July. Uh, so they'll all come out of the freezer, and then we'll just have this massive, sweet smorgasbord, and um, we'll go to town. Mm. Yeah, you know, and I, I know I mentioned this to you before in uh, other years, but something we started doing, like maybe about ten years ago, adding to, you know, the traditional ham and all that, uh, was, um, you know, d- doing prime rib, and. Uh, we do it, you know, it's pretty much the same every year, but it is just delicious. It is. And uh, I have to admit, that is like my number one. When I'm thinking of Christmas dinner now, I'm thinking of the prime rib. Yeah, well, standing rib, roast, roast beef, right, prime right, rib, yeah. Right, right, um, right. There, uh, there's a cow that's dead somewhere. You know? <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you just. Uh, well, thank you to the cow, um, it, it, uh, or steer, probably. Yeah, probably and, steer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, there these meals—they're not cheap. So you know, you don't typically go out and splurge on you know a big roast or rib roast, and um, you know, it's it's special and it's good to keep things special like that. We have an email already, and uh, this is someone looking for some advice. Uh, My son told me this morning that he wants to give his teachers a gift for the holidays. I had not even thought about it. I pick him up at noon. Do you have any suggestions on something I could throw together this morning and give at pickup? Now, this is going to have to be quick, Wow, that's like real pressure. Um, Well, depending on what's in your pantry. uh, Do you want me to waste some time while you think of this? I, I, you know, I was just going to say, depending on what's in your pantry, I, I, the the easiest thing to do, if you don't have a quick bread mix, I would uh, quick just do an internet search for a quick bread mix, um, pound cake, quick bread, banana bread, um, is, again, depending on what's in your pantry. Are you um, telling her to buy something or to? No, no. If she wants to make it, um, a quick bread should only take you about 30, 35 minutes at the most, um, you know, and then add 15 minutes to assemble your ingredients and mix them together. Uh, you can probably whip that up in an hour. Um, it would still probably be warm by the time you pick up at noon, but you could do that. And and if not, um, you know, do something really simple and creative uh, if you have an uh, um, swing by the the bakery or your favorite grocery store. Pick up a small loaf of bread and um, a, a really nice um, 
uh, European butter or a nice jar of preserves or something and just, you know, put like some nice natural kind of wrapping paper around it or in a, a gift bag. Uh, but something that they can, you know, actually break into tomorrow, but that's not a cookie or a sweet, um, you know, like bread is really great. Jams are really great. Um, and anything like that. So it is different. It's different. It's memorable. Uh, and it's food. And, you know, and food is love. So if he's been a really, well, I guess if he's been a bad or a good student, um, either way, food is love works. <laughs> <laughs> you buttered them up with uh, in more than one way. But, uh, you know, you, you, one of the things that we always talk ahead of time about uh, we, we want as a theme, although the listeners kind of establish a theme because yes. we always seem to have someone yes. who calls in with an idea, something they do, and, and it just, it, it just kind of goes from there. So so if you want to be that person, 1-800-729-7532, that is the number to call. But uh, you wanted to talk about uh, spicing up the holidays this year. And uh, you, 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 you told me that you'd like to talk about, you know, spices, things to add for more flavor. Of course, mm -hmm. the butters and the oils right. and all that. Okay, so what did you have in mind when you were talking about spicing up the holidays? Well, I think. We tend to travel a bit more over the next few days, even if we're at home um, on you know, Christmas or we, we start Hanukkah in our own homes. Um, there seems to be a bit of travel. And uh, sometimes when you go somewhere else, the food that is prepared for you isn't quite to your liking. Uh, I'm not saying anything, but it's possible. So with a, just a little bit of know-how, you can really, really amp up the flavor, and you can do it in a way where you're not saying, oh, well, you know, this food really needs some seasoning, or, you know, this isn't the best meal that I've ever had. So really the idea is is just to just harness what, what most everybody has in their pantry, and that's salt and pepper, uh, maybe some garlic powder or onion powder, garlic salt, um, celery salt. Uh, if you have fresh herbs, because a lot of us are buying fresh herbs now for our roasts and our dinner preparations, um, we all have butter or oil of some time, especially olive oil or some type, um, especially olive oils. Um, but we have sour cream in our refrigerators. We have yogurt. Uh, we have in our pantries um, vanilla uh, flavoring, vanilla extract, hazelnut extract, almond extract. So all of these can be used very creatively to amp up the flavor, transform the flavor, um, even improve the flavor of whatever you might have in front of you. And it's really simple. And I guess we'll start, you know, ticking off some of those ideas. My wife said at Thanksgiving, the turkey we had, uh, I thought it was, it was fine. She said, I didn't like that turkey. I nope. said, why? She said, I don't think it had a taste to it. Nope. And when you were just describing, uh, you know, some of the ways to kind of uh, liven up uh, the meal, maybe that's what we, we needed uh, at Thanksgiving. And, and if, if that's something that you're concerned with here uh, for the Christmas holiday as well. Okay, yogurt. I'm, I'm curious about uh, some of the ways that you can use yogurt. Okay, so yogurt uh, is a stand-in for things like cream cheese, sour cream, uh, mayonnaise. So if you're making a dip or you're blending a dip or you're making one of those cheese ball mixes and you don't want to use all of that cheese, yogurt is a great substitute. Now, it's really important to take the a lot of the moisture out of the yogurt first, and all you do is layer um, three or four paper towels, dump the yogurt onto the paper towels, and fold that up, and you'd be amazed at how much liquid just 
comes out of the yogurt, but it, it gets thicker um, and it has a creamier consistency. And then you just mix it in. But it's a flavorful fat. Um, even the fat-free version, um, it, it still will. We use flat. Fat is what um, transports flavor across our taste buds. So there you go. That's why you need a flavor, flavorful fat. So wow, want, you, you got a lot of F's in there. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah. Uh, so it's a little like too much. I know. But so when you have that yogurt, you can start layering flavors in there. Spice blends. Um, you know, if you have, uh, you know, say like your favorite Mexican or barbecue spice blend, you can layer that in and mix that into your yogurt. Let it sit for 15 minutes and all of a sudden you've got this great Mexican or barbecue flavor dip. So that can be brushed over roasts, um, turkeys, poultry. I mean, literally, any kind of meat, just as it's coming out of the oven, it's going to add a layer of flavor to it, but it's also going to lock in some of that moisture that tends to come to the surface when you take um, a roast or a a turkey or something out of the oven. Um, If you combine that yogurt with, say, cream cheese or um, sour cream for dips, again, same thing. All of those fats, those flavorful fats, are going to amplify whatever you put in there. So if you put dried herbs in, uh, as the herbs expand, their flavors are released, uh, you know, you really get some wonderful deliciousness in that mixture. So that's really what you want to look to do. It works the same way with olive oil. So, um, you know, take your olive oil, salt, pepper, balsamic vinegar, uh, pour it in a bowl, let it sit there for a little bit. You can gently warm olive oil uh, on a very, very low heat until it just starts to shimmer a little bit. And then... Governor, have a seat. Oh, my gosh. You did this on Thanksgiving. Am I putting you behind, Bert? Okay. This is so exciting. Governor Tom Wolf is doing an interview with Brad Crispin of WITF's Radio Pennsylvania Network. And as he walked by, I just hijacked him. That's Brad, I hope I'm not screwing up no, your schedule here. I've got all day, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> and so does hey, the governor, if apparently. If the governor of the state can change his schedule. Governor, happy holidays. Same to you. Thank you very much. Here, let me turn on your microphone. That helps. Oh, thank you very much. And if I get the right one. Okay, there we go. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. I still am hitting wrong, wrong microphone. There we go. Is it now, are you? I'm, are you? We're fine. Merry we're fine Christmas. Now. Happy yeah, holidays to you too. All right. So we were we were talking about food, obviously, yeah. well, but yeah, but saw, yeah. but but traditions, traditions in the Wolf household. I know I I saw one had to do with Christmas breakfast. It had to, but the, you know the, the uh, every year the 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 real tradition is cookies. Oh. What kind? Well, um, my wife uh, likes um, uh, date nut bars. My favorite is chocolate chip Toll House cookies. Oh, yeah. And um, that, that it's part of it is, is bacon. Our, our daughters and my wife and I love just getting messed up in the kitchen. And the smells that come out of it are just oh, yeah. Really, yeah. really great. Now, my, uh, one of my daughters really likes the, the peanut butter cookies oh, with yeah. the Hershey Kiss in it. Oh, I like yeah. I like Toll House cookies. Yeah. That's my favorite. That, yeah. Well, I, 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 I like the Hershey Kiss, too, but I also like the Reese's, <laughs> the little miniature Reese cup oh, right. in, in the cookies, too, with I, peanut butter, too. Th- I, yeah, I just like chocolate chip cookies. Now, for, for the main course, uh, my wife uh, and I make homemade lasagna. Oh, okay. Uh, we also uh, will have... You know, different different things on Christmas Eve. Uh, she's into seven fishes. Right. We don't quite get to seven, but uh, and then some meat on on Christmas Day. So that's wonderful. So the whole family is together cooking. Yep. 
That's really beautiful. That, to me, that's the fun. That's fun of Thanksgiving too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it's uh, the the cooking, the cleaning, not so much, but the cooking is really fun. <laughs> <laughs> other than food, Governor, what other traditions are there in the household? Um. Well. Uh, I, I've always enjoyed the, the, the main thing is getting together and that, that's what's neat about Thanksgiving and uh, it's the same thing with, with Christmas just everybody's around and, and you get together and, mm-hmm. and that's that's really nice so um, I, I love that our daughters are coming home and they love the presents <laughs> and and it's still fun it's still fun it was most fun when they were, were kids but but it's it's still it's still fun do they Stay overnight. I mean, do they come when they come home? Are they sleeping in the house? Yes. Do they still get up at six o'clock in the morning? Get you and the wife up at six? Not, not as much. Not as much. <laughs> it was, it was different when they were younger. It was different when I was younger. They, the, our younger daughter now has a dog, and mm. the dog gets up early oh, morning yeah. and, and right. wakes up. So, did you and Donna? We were talking about traditions. Uh, this was always a tradition in our household that my dad had to go down and turn the lights on in the tree, get the music on. If there was a train around the tree, he had to start that. Do you do that, or have you done that? I did that. Yeah, yeah. you still we, do we that. The, the, we're, we're thinking about the train. We'll have to ask our daughters whether we should put the train up. Should ask the dog. <laughs> yeah, he might be. <laughs> is it a he? She. She. And maybe. She's not going to be here. She's. This is our daughter in San Francisco. She brought her uh, home last year, uh, but this year she's staying in San Francisco. Uh, just the daughter and her and her husband are coming home. So, mm-hmm. what kind of gifts does the governor of the state get? I mean, do you still get a tie? Um, do you get any toys or anything? Uh, <laughs> when I say toys, I don't know if he can answer that kind I, of question. When I say toys, I mean okay. My, yeah. I always still end up. I know you're a big Phillies fan. I still <gasps> end up. I, I can't hear you. I, I still end up. I still end up getting some kind of Phillies, Eagles, Penn State, uh, you know, memorabilia or clothing. Do you get anything like that? Okay. All right. Come on. Come <laughs> clean. I'm Governor. a shirt and necktie and book guy, but if you go to Good retailers like, say, the Bonton on Christmas Eve, just before they close, all the stuff they got for doorbusters, yeah. they really have on deep discount. Oh. And it's it's sort of random what you get, but bat- you need a lot of batteries. But stuff to fly, some stuff you can, you know, drive oh, around. So, yeah, yeah you, right. you get toys. There you go. Okay. So I just, I just wondered, uh, you know, <laughs> I imagine you get books. Oh, yeah. yeah. What, are you, what are you looking for this year? Uh, economics. Uh, I, I also... Actually, finished two books by Amor Tals, uh, his uh, Gentleman in Moscow, and his first book, mm-hmm. uh, Rules of Civility. Mm-hmm. So those are his only two. Bernard Cornwell's new book is out. Read that. Um, so th- there, there are a couple. Stiglitz has a book on the euro. I'm hoping I get that. Well, it's like being on Santa's lap, isn't it? Guys? It is. It's exactly. I'm hoping your wife. So I hope Santa is listening. Well, the book about civility is especially timely this year. So let's 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 hope. But Governor, I, like I said, I hijacked you from yeah. your interview. Well, thank thanks. you very much thanks and giving us a few minutes and happy holidays to you and you. and your family. Merry Christmas, everyone. And same same to, same to you. Thank you so okay. much. Thanks and enjoy thanks, those Governor. Tool House cookies. I will. We're making them tomorrow. All right. Thanks. And, and actually, I didn't even know he's going to stop by, though. So, you know. Right, I'm just, I'm just going to be prepared from now on every holiday. Gov's going to walk in. You're listening to Smart Talk on WITF, your home for NPR News and all things regional. I'm Scott Lamar.
of the Bells Trans-Siberian Orchestra. I always wanted to be the member of the band that plays the, the chimes. Bum, bum, yeah, bum, you don't have bum, a whole lot to do, bum. but still, it, it, your I timing has to be good. I think I could handle it, yeah. Yeah. Well, the governor, you know, it sounds like the, the Wolf family has a very traditional uh, holiday. And and most of us do. Most of us do. Well, you know, it's all our families. It's, family, it's all yeah. our traditions, you know. It sounds but, very normal, uh, which is very reassuring and nice. But, you know, it, it, it struck me, though, cookies were the first thing that he mentioned. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm sure there are a lot of men out there that are like, yeah, Toll House cookies. I'm in with that. Uh, you know, I always get yelled at because my wife, daughter... And I contribute a little bit, but mother-in-law, sometimes sister-in-law, all get together on a Sunday in early December and just, you know, they go nuts with the cookies. And by this time, a few days before Christmas, most of them are gone. So it's like, okay, what are we going to give other people now? And I was like, well, you know, if they're there... I am going to eat them. I'm yeah. sorry. I have to, you, you know. You have to get, like, a giant freezer. We have a giant freezer um, that's in our garage, and my husband is amazing like this. But whenever we get delicious pastry treats, cookies, whatever, uh, half of them go, and they're in the freezer, like, in the deep recesses of that freezer, and then they come out. So, mm. Chris, yeah. Um, they still taste the same? They do. Pastry yeah. Pastry is one of the few things that you can, like, literally just throw in the freezer and it thaws beautifully. Uh, but the secret to delicious, I mean, insanely delicious Toll House cookies is to let that dough rest in the refrigerator for up to 36 hours. If you can do it for a full 36 hours, I don't know if we have 36 hours before Christmas. Yeah, we do. Um, make that dough and then just put it in a bowl, cover it, put it in the refrigerator and just let it rest. It something happens in that 36 hours. It's like, you know, your stew is better the next day or the same thing works with the cookies. And then you just bake them regular, uh, crush a little bit of sea salt on top when they come out. Phenomenal. Mm. Phenomenal. We have a, a couple of emails here. Manuel says, having celiac disease, our household is always gluten-free. Yes. Please remind people if they are giving food or taking food to someone's house, check before you go about religious or food allergy issues. Good advice from uh, Manuel. Mm -hmm. He says, one dish that uh, I've made for several years, which is very traditional, figgy pudding. It is a big hit, and people love the connection to the song. As for the meat, we are doing a crown roast. It is gorgeous and unique. Fabulous. Yeah, you know, I've never made figgy pudding or a crown roast, but crown roasts are absolutely gorgeous. And, uh, you know, the, and the advice is, is, is very smart and sage in today's day in our world. Um, there are a lot of people with real issues when it comes to food and what they're able to eat and digest. And, um, you know, it'd be a shame if you were the reason that somebody's Christmas ended up in a trip to the emergency yeah. room. So just make sure whatever you're giving is um, clearly marked and you know what they're able to eat. You've never made figgy pudding. I have not. Have you tasted figgy pudding? I don't think I have. I don't think I have either. I think I'm going to put that on my list. You know, and it's, it's one of those things that uh, because of the song, everyone knows of it but probably doesn't know what it is. I or, don't know what it is. You know, there are some things that are really traditional that uh, some are good. Some not so great. Fruitcakes. Do you like fruitcakes? I plead the fifth. I don't. I'll admit. I don't like fruitcakes. I mean, they're just... They're you know, like, bleh. when I see a fruitcake, I think, okay, 
if I chop this up and into like nice one inch cubes and I put that under the broiler as long as it doesn't ignite because there's so much rum in it, um, you know, you can get a really delicious tasting crouton. Okay. And you could put that on salad. It's a shame. Or... You went from a fruitcake to a crouton, but that's that's the fruitcake. <laughs> that's the life of a fruitcake today. Right. So, um, you know, but they always sell them and they always sell out. So. Oh, I know. I know they do. But no, I mean, I like fruit, love fruit, love fruit salad. Uh, you know, so many things with fruit, but fruitcakes just don't do anything for me. Now, one of the things that you did this morning, you always bring something when you, you come out onto our program. Yes. Uh, and you promised something that was a little bit spicy. You brought spice coffee cake today. Yes. Now, I have to say, now this is not about Scott Lamar's likes and dislikes and that <laughs> thing, but I have to say that um, yes, coffee is. cake is, again, not one of my favorites. I don't dislike it, but most of the time it's dry, so mm -hmm. I don't care for coffee cake that much. But I got to tell you. That was excellent. That was delicious. Well, that was, I mean, that you. was really, really good. Okay, so, you know, so truth, you know, this is the time of truth telling. Um, so it's actually called a banana pecan. I can taste the breakfast okay. cake. Right. But see now, so, and this is actually from one of the cookbooks that we're testing for the podcast. I guess Which we'll be talking we'll, about we'll that. Talk about okay. Yeah. So, um, th this particular cookbook, uh, some of our testers have been very fussy over. So, I wanted to test some of the recipes and see, you know, where they were coming from. So, I made this, and right out of the gate, this this large pan of cake only had two bananas in it. And I was like, well, you know, that just doesn't seem like it's going to work. But I think the bananas really make it very, very moist. It's just got a little bit of nutmeg in it, just a hint of cinnamon. And nutmeg and cinnamon, right now, this time of year, they're just glorious spices. So, you know, whether you're sifting them on top of, uh, you know, your frothy cream and your coffee or you're putting it into your cocoa, um, you know, in your cakes or sprinkling it even on top of, you know, some chocolate or something, you know, like a little after dinner bite of chocolate, uh, nutmeg, cinnamon, quite extraordinary, and then toasted pecans, you don't go wrong with that. Well, it it is excellent. I mean, and I, and, you know, a number of us here at this station were trying to figure out the ingredients just by what we tasted. Tasted a little bit of banana, tasted uh, a little bit of the cinema, cinnamon, uh, nutmeg, not so much, but, uh, you know, it, it was... It was really, really good. Thank you. Let's uh, go to Elliot, who is on the road right now. Elliot, are you traveling for the holidays or on business? I sure am traveling for the holidays, Scott. I uh, appreciate the show. I enjoyed listening to the governor on with you. And uh, it's so funny. We were uh, flipping through, my girlfriend and I, and we we heard you guys uh, start talking about the, you know, what, what you enjoy cooking for the holidays and her mother is a huge baker. She just made this thing called a piekin, uh, a pie inside a cake. Oh, Ooh, yeah, that sounds good. I didn't good. believe it either until I saw it. It's magnificent. Well, wow. what, what kind of pie? What kind of cake? It was uh, it was a chocolate pie inside Ooh. a chocolate cake, which is oh. too rich for me. But she enjoyed it. No, no, I, I I'd like that too. Uh, but <laughs> where'd she get the um, idea for that? That's great. That's a great idea. It's it's yeah I. I I know you can Google it and see what they look like. I didn't believe it until I saw it. Um, we had this discussion. I was going to ask you both, and then I'll hang up and okay. listen to what you guys have to say. Um, we were we were discussing what our favorite things to make when we were kids with our parents. Like mm -hmm. I, I, I recall uh, 
you know, growing up making fish cells with my mom all right, the time. And right. I was wondering what you guys made. All right. Well, I'll have uh, Donna answer that. But Elliot, uh, Merry Christmas, and uh, Merry Christmas. I hope you and the family enjoy yourselves. And uh, thanks for the idea. Merry Christmas. Right. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Thank guys. you. So, I know you've talked about uh, your mother, Bunny, and yes. uh, growing up, but uh, what item? Um, she So, like pitzels, I don't know what they're called. I guess they're, they're called rosettes. Um, it was a sweet batter, a very liquidy batter. Um, and you take these iron forms, and you dip them in hot oil. Then you dip them in the batter. The batter would cling to the forms, and then you dip them back in the hot oil, and they would crisp up um uh, you know i guess almost like a fritter only there was no filling it was just this form that they fried around and then you top them off and sprinkle them um with powdered sugar uh, and then of course for for dinner um christmas eve dinner she always made uh, her version of pierogies or pierogies um which were more like blintzes um and she'd always fill them with this amazing cottage cheese sweet cream filling uh, they were divine. Uh, I, I don't really think I helped with that. I just watched and drooled. Um, so, you know, it's a, I, as I'm sitting here thinking about this, uh, th- there are many, many things out there, and a lot of times I did just sit and watch too, and then test. Um, but that was always <laughs> let me test that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> never turned it down afterwards. <laughs> I, I, you know, that that first one, I really don't think I could give a good judgment. I need two or three or four. Right. Uh, but my mom, when Governor was talking about Toll House cookies, I have to say that when he mentioned that, that's the first thing I thought of was mm-hmm. my mother making Toll House uh, chocolate chip cookies too. Right. That because uh, you know, she always made a lot of cookies and you know different kind of sand tarts and you know different things like that. But the uh, chocolate chip Toll House cookies were always uh, one of the favorites. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about some of the meals. You know, there were some some of the things I picked up from my in-laws. Well, my mother, you know, and this is going to sound weird because it's not like a main staple of the meal. It's, it's mostly like afterwards right. and with reruns. But my uh, reruns, okay. <laughs> I'm talking about television nowadays. Uh, but uh, anyway, my mother made excellent coleslaw. Ah, oh. coleslaw. I mean, my mom and dad divorced. After they got divorced, my dad was like, "Hey, can you send over Nancy? Can you send over some some, some coleslaw because the coleslaw is just excellent." Okay, that's one and in thing. today's world, it would have been written into the separation. Probably, agreement. probably, yeah. Uh, but. Once I got married, my father-in-law, and he developed this in the Army, was he had his own recipe for potato salad. Oh, yeah. And my wife picked it up. And, again, it's not the main meal. It's when you have leftovers and uh, you're, you're eating you know, that night or Christmas night or the next day or, you know, throughout the week. But that potato salad is just I, – I, I always say to her, Lori, I need some potato salad. And – it should be like, you know how much time it takes to make? But still, it is very, very good. So there's just a few things. Yeah, when you find um, family recipes like that and you enjoy making them or you had, uh, or they had a, 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 an impact on you when you were growing up, it, it's really neat to keep those in your repertoire and your holiday uh, routine. And um, my, it's, it's more of an Easter tradition, but my mom, Bunny, hi. Who you should be here sister um she made the most amazing ham salad uh-huh. and just i mean f- phenomenal so 
You're listening to Smart Talk on WITF, your home for NPR News and all things regional. I'm Scott Lamar. It's the most wonderful time of the year. All right. Other than that song and other Christmas songs, when was the last time you listened to Andy Williams? Um, I, I, true confessions. My <laughs> gosh. Uh, you know, probably just uh, last weekend, I listened what? to this crazy radio station out of Myrtle Beach, which plays all this fantastic old music from the 40s, 50s, 60s. So well, I probably... see, that does that surprises me because usually Andy Williams, not that he wasn't a superstar in his time, remember, he used to have all those television specials, mm-hmm. uh, especially at the at Christmas time, uh, but Andy Williams. I know he's a fan base. I see people, friends on Facebook, says, "Oh yeah, Andy Williams." Um, but usually, that's the song that mm-hmm. uh, most people associate Andy Williams with nowadays. Mm-hmm. But okay, so you listen to Andy Williams? Well, you are really no. It is not that. It I'm is not that. Um, you just have a, a variety of interests. <laughs> so I, I will give you a lot of credit there. <laughs> Something you mentioned here. Uh, you mentioned the podcast, oh, yes. and it officially has a name now, it the does. podcast. It is called, Now That's a Mouthful. Now, I'm going to let you talk about it a little bit because you're the star of it, It's but the, the two of us talking, it's something we're going to do like on a weekly basis starting in the new year. But uh, Now That's a Mouthful, what are we talking about? We're having a larger conversation about food, just as we heard Elliot ask a really telling question you know what is what is it that you liked to cook with your family growing up we're we're cultivating a large testing group of um people all over the region we're uh, over 700 strong now and we're cooking recipes asking for their feedback on those recipes and from that we're getting a whole bunch of ideas about what people really want to talk about when it comes to food what they like about cooking what they don't like about cooking what they like about recipes and don't like about recipes what's important to them uh, what's important to them in terms of ingredients health um, ease in preparation how many people really want to dive into you know complex recipes and what drives them to do it or prevents them from doing it. So just as we're doing here and we've done for a number of years, we're going to take all of that information and we're going to drive that into um, a weekly podcast that's just going to be a larger conversation about food. And we're going to speak with the people that are actually testing the recipes. That was one of the parts I wanted to make sure that everyone understood is when you say we're cooking these, actually when you say we... Uh, the, the testers out there, and we've already gotten like 700 people. We're actually, uh, we're, I think we're up to about 775 testers. And if you'd like to join our testing group, uh, you can just go on to WITF.org slash mouthful, and you will see a recipe testing sign up. Click on everybody is allowed to test. Everybody's welcome. Uh, we're finishing up on our first December testing period right now. We have about 500 people testing some 18 different recipes from five different cookbooks. January is slated to be an amazing month of recipes. We're looking at a lot of healthy foods. Um, we're looking at a lot of um, meat, hearty foods. We've got a great cookbook called Buck Buck Moose. 
it's all about meat and venison. It's it's an extraordinary cookbook. Um, so we're really looking forward to um, seeing who's interested in doing that. So if you're interested in testing recipes with us, it's very simple. You just sign up. You will get an email um, on or about January 3rd. You'll be able to select from a whole handful of recipes. You cook at least one or more. Turn in, you, you fill out a very simple eight question form, give us your feedback, and um, and then we'll be back in touch with you. And, and you'll be able to hear things. these if you're not participating, you'll be able to hear these podcasts probably starting in, in March. Uh, the show is called uh, Now That's a Mouthful, and uh, it's just, it really, when I have to say that uh, I was pleasantly surprised to hear that we had almost 800 yeah. testers already, and that's just from us promoting it on the air. But uh, if you would like to be a test, and probably, you know, this is something that uh, you probably will enjoy. I mean, it's, I it's, 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 it's not one of those things where there's some work involved. It, it's actually one of those things where, yeah, you know what? I think I would like to test this recipe. And it's really for anybody of any cooking level or skill. Um, you know, it's just it's really about the, the thrill and the joy of cooking something, sharing it with somebody and then having the opportunity uh, and th the ability to give feedback on it. So it's a lot of fun. Mary in Lancaster suggests baking stuffing or filling in a loaf pan and then slicing it so everyone gets some crust. Mary, you are my favorite. Uh, yeah, that's that's a great way to do it. You know, and again, going back to that whole crouton idea, uh, you can even slice that. You can put it under a broiler. You can baste the top with just a little bit of butter or olive oil. You can grill that if you have an outdoor grill that's accessible right now. Um, yeah, that is a brilliant way to handle filling or stuffing or however, whatever you want to call it. Let's go to Scott in Harrisburg. Scott, you're on the air. Good morning. How Good morning. are you guys? We're doing Merry Christmas. Well. Happy holidays. To you as well. So um, I have a, a, just a big, huge ham sitting right in the oven. Um, I wanted to ask you guys if I'm decorating and putting up a tree and everything. How would you glaze the ham? Donna? Oh, this is funny. Wow. Where's your husband when you need him? We had a big argument the other day about a glazed ham. So here's what I do. Um, I... I I heat the ham through, and once that ham is heated through, I use a combination of some of those ham juices and, um, mm. you know, the classic. I use orange marmalade. Um, I actually put, if you have cocoa nibs, um, I use a little bit of cocoa nibs, um, you know, some some hard spices. I would throw like an allspice berry or two in there, uh, maybe a clove if you like clove. Um some clove. Right. So maybe just one or two. You don't want it to be too aggressive. Grate some nutmeg in there. Gently let that um, um, sort of become syrupy. And th the ham juices are really important. Uh, and let that, you know, get syrupy and bubbly. And then during the last 15 minutes of your ham, the time that you're going to be cooking your mm -hmm. ham, just baste yeah. it and then let the heat glaze uh, the ham, let it start to caramelize. Um, the, the sugars that are in the marmalade. Um, it's it's really quite simple that way. Uh, but I yeah. find it to be very, very delicious. I really like the addition of the cocoa nibs. If you don't have cocoa nibs, um, I, I wouldn't substitute chocolate. Maybe, um, maybe a little cocoa powder. It might turn your glaze a little darker. Uh, but you know, I maybe thought of that. It's a good but, idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cocoa ha is, is um, a classic bitter taste, and what it will do is it will rein in all of that sweet. 
and the other spices that are in that glaze. So rather than just getting a, a cloying mouthful of sweet and then the savory ham, that bitter is going to actually focus that sweet and let that savory marry with it um, on the palate. So it's it's a nice way to go. So, so, so Scott, you're putting up the tree now? Yeah, I'm putting up the tree now. Um, I have uh, my, uh, my daughter's coming. She's bringing my granddaughter. So I'm getting up there now and... You know, I'm going to let her put the final decorations on it. Oh, like I love I do it. Every year. What 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 wow. color lights? Well, I like I like the blue. I like putting oh. the blue on with the green. It's kind of different. Probably beautiful and elegant. Hey, Scott, thank you yeah. very much for your call. Merry Christmas. Good Happy luck with the ham. Happy holidays to you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going I'm to shoot that glaze all over the ham. Fabulous. <laughs> all right. See you. You know, another conversation can have is about uh, decorations of Christmas trees. Um, I'm a colored light guy. <laughs> Don't look down on me. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what do you mean? You just rolled your eyes and, and sighed. So are you an all-white light person? Yes. Okay. Yeah, but, you know, my dad always had um, colored lights on the tree, so maybe it's a generational thing. (laughs) We're in the same generation, so it's not like... uh, (laughs) No, but I got to admit that part of the reason... Again, my wife would go the same way as you. You know, she'd rather have the all-white lights and silver balls and blue balls, you know. But we have colored lights. And i got to tell you, the reason is probably, um, you know, self-analyzing right now, uh, (laughs) probably because it's what I had as a kid Uh, when we were kids. And my kids liked it, so we kept it that way. Well, that's good. And there really is no theme other than, you know, in the last few years we picked up some antique uh you know decorations to put on the on the the tree as well. Every once in a while, we, when we make a trip somewhere, we'll you know get a uh, a, a tree ornament that says mm-hmm. you know Ocean City or Virginia Beach. Actually, right. my favorite one is got in Texas one year, and it's probably pretty tacky, but I like it. It's um, <laughs> it says Merry Christmas, y'all, from Texas, and it has a wreath made out of barbed wire. Oh, cool. <laughs> Well, there you go. So, describe this boring tree that you have. But this is tradition. I mean, this is this is why traditions exist and continue on, and and we perpetuate them because they have so many great memories um, attached to them. Uh, you know, our, our tree. We have the best tree ever this year. After the one my husband bought last year that died the day after we got it. Um, so this year, our tree. I'm happy to report is still alive. Uh, it's beautiful. It's big. It's probably one of the biggest trees we ever have bought i mean like i mean wide round um just got white lights it's got the same ribbon that we've had on since our first christmas together um our first tree topper we bought together was a frosty the snowman so he is sitting on top of our tree and it's just decorated with um a amalgamation of my life collection of ornaments, his life collection of ornaments and ornaments that we've collected from all the other places that we visited. <laughs> you know, it, it really, you really can tell about uh, someone's life On by looking at the Christmas tree right. and uh, the ornaments that, right. that they have, because right. everyone has picked and chosen. I mean, granted, we've had, you know, certain... Uh, I, I, like glass balls on on, on the tree mm-hmm. that you know with decorations and things like that, uh, but 
yeah, you can really tell a lot about a person with their, their Christmas tree. Yeah, you can. Well, and I still hang um, a little star at the very bottom of the tree where the manger scene used to be, but um, because our manger scene is glass and we have dogs, yeah. it's now up on the table. That is one of the things about dogs at this time of year. Ours were... Uh, you know, playing the other day, and as they were running by the tree, I saw it like bouncing up and down, <laughs> and I threatened them. I said, "You guys knock that tree over." Of course, they didn't finish the sentence. I don't know what the punishment would have been, right. but still, <laughs> let's go to the phone. Hello, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Yes. Oh, hi. Good. Good morning. How are you doing? We're doing well. Great. I have a tip about um, adding some uh, distilled into your baked goods in place of water. Distil- we have It's a tip from Old Republic Distillery oh. in York County. Oh. And if you look at their website, they have recipes, and um, that could be quite a, a nice combination into some baked goods this season. Okay, distilled what? It's a distillery. I know. So they I'm have um, whiskey? spirits, whiskey, and uh, various... Um, spirits, moonshine. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah, so you can just you can put a little moonshine into uh, your baked goods and yeah. just eliminate the water. Well, Every, I th- everybody will have a really good holiday. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much for your call and uh, Merry Christmas to you. Uh-huh. Merry Christmas. Uh-huh. Bye. All right, that's a good segue into because we haven't talked about right, beverages. We haven't talked about beverages. All right, wine. What else? So wine, hot chocolate. I, my, I mean, hot chocolate is, I think, you know, family friendly. Um, and my favorite way to, to make the hot chocolate is you know, regular hot chocolate. If you have Hershey's, if you have cocoa powder um, and not the milk chocolate stuff, but the, the pure cocoa powder, sprinkle a little bit of that in. That really gives it a, a real rich chocolatey flavor. If you have vanilla extract and you want a, little, a drop or two of that in, hazelnut extract, um, you know, you don't have to worry about all of those crazy coffee creamers. Just use the extracts. A little bit of cinnamon, a little bit, if you like it spicy, maybe just a splash of uh, or a dash of cayenne pepper mix that all up it's um it's really quite delicious it gives you a nice warm spiced um hot chocolate uh cinnamon's another great one uh you know i mean all the classic hard yeah. spices all spice uh, you know that you sounds even... great donna that really does sound good but let's go to something a little stronger uh, you want to... okay than so um milk, so well no, let me finish the hot, the hot chocolate, chocolate. Oh, all right go ahead. so before you pour your hot chocolate into your mug take your mug and dip it into uh just the tip the rim into a bowl of ice water and then put it you know, dry that off, but it will get really cold. And then, if you have a plate of chocolate syrup, you can oh. rim your cho- your hot chocolate mug with the chocolate syrup, and it will stick. It will you know it will stick, and it won't drip down the sides. But then, go one step further. And I know people like to use those crushed peppermint or pe- peppermint hard candies. Yeah, yeah. I like to chop up York peppermint patties and just <laughs> roll the the rim in that. And so that's a really delicious peppermint hot chocolate. Wow, that uh, is yeah. good. But you know, from that perspective you could add Kahlua you could add um, Frangelica you could add um, uh, peppermint schnapps so you know you can really have some fun with your hot chocolate we only have a few minutes left, and one thing I did want to touch on was Hanukkah is late this year. Uh, the first day of Hanukkah yes. is on Saturday, which is Christmas Eve. Uh, and I got a, a recipe here from uh, you know one of our listeners, Noodle, Noodle Kugel. Yes. Uh, and has the recipe. 
you told me that you make Kugel too. I do. Uh, what is Kugel? So Kugel is like um, an, a, a casserole. Um, it's just like a creamy, regular casserole. Um, I make the noodle kind. Um, it's a traditional Jewish um, dish, and it's made with. I, I make mine with noodles and apples and um, and dried cherries. Uh, you can use raisins, you can use cranberries, um, you can use all sorts of things, but it's basically cooked in a custard base. So uh, your noodles just soak up all of that delicious creamy custardness, and um, it's it's quite insanely delicious. Well, this recipe, and we'll put it on our website if uh, we, we have people out there who are interested, this one has a cup of raisins. Mm-hmm. Um, Egg noodles, eggs, sour cream, cottage mm-hmm. cheese, mm-hmm. cream cheese, sugar, unsalted butter, cinnamon and sugar, preheat oven to 350, mm-hmm. boil noodles for five minutes, uh, food processor, blender, mix together, egg, sour cream, cottage cheese, cream cheese, sugar, melted butter, and salt. Sounds like it's a lot. I'll, I will put this on our Yeah, website. there's nothing to not like about any of those combinations. But, you know, it's, it's what we started talking about. There's flavorful fats. There's a lot of flavor. There's a warm spice in there. And, uh, you know, you just let those noodles soak up that goodness and you're home free. Megan and Camp Hill. Yes. Megan Camp Hill says, my husband and I were just talking about this last night. We both prefer the colored lights. We both love them as kids. We like to have the color to invoke the feeling of the wonder and magic for the season. I'm with Megan and her husband. Merry Christmas, Megan. And then we have a a follow-up from Allison, the first emailer on uh, her child's teacher's gift. Says, tell Donna that I took her advice. I made cranberry walnut bread. It is in the oven now. Thanks. Wow. Merry Christmas. I'm sure your teacher will love it. And uh, Merry Christmas to you as well. Well, that's uh, it's good to hear that, uh, uh, you know, you gave someone an idea and they're actually doing it now as we speak. Right. And, you know, I mean, it really does show you how quickly you can pull a lot of things together, you know, in half hour. So, Mm. you know, I always enjoy our uh, holiday get togethers. And I hope that our audience, because that's the real reason we're here, uh, that they enjoy the, you know, just bringing up uh, some ideas and whether it's in the kitchen, talking about holiday traditions, or uh, you know, just thinking about uh, the holidays and your past and your future and uh, the family, governor stops by. All so right. you know, it's we, a Christmas miracle. <laughs> I don't know if I go quite that far, or not. But <laughs> but uh, Donna, thank you very much, and uh, uh, I will see you in the new year yes. when we start uh, the, the podcast. Yes. Uh, now that's a mouthful, and uh, we'll tell tell everyone more about it as we go so merry christmas to you and uh, hope the the, the whole family enjoys the holidays same to you as well and the same to you out there uh, as well this is uh, the last uh, smart talk of the year live smart talk i should say i'll be back uh, next year with uh, 2017 uh, smart talks we do have our 2016 top stories of the year starting uh, next week on on monday so be sure to tune in then but uh, until then Enjoy your holidays, and uh, I will see you in 2017.